0: THE BROTHERS' GRIMM COLLECTION PART 2 FAIRY GOLD One moonlit evening, a tailor was out walking when he stumbled upon a crowd of little folk, dancing merrily in a ring. Fairies, he cried in amazement, they were a magical sight, with bright wings and beautiful faces. With a smile, the fairies beckoned the tailor to join them. Together, they whirled and twirled and twirled and whirled until the tailor was dizzy and had to take a rest. While he was catching his breath, an old fairy came over and handed him a lump of coal. A gift, whispered the fairy. How odd, thought the tailor, but he took it anyway. Then he yawned and closed his eyes. And when he opened them again, it was morning. The fairies had gone, and his hand felt strangely heavy. He looked down. Instead of cold, he was holding a gleaming lump of gold. I'm rich, he chuckled. He was about to run home to show everyone when a thought struck him. I wonder if I can get more. The tailor waited all day. At dusk, the fairies reappeared. Again he joined the dancing, and again the old fairy handed him a lump of coal. He went to sleep, dreaming of riches. When he woke, he looked eagerly at his hands, only to find his fingers black and sooty. No, he wailed. He was holding two lumps of coal. If only I hadn't been so greedy, he sighed. But it was too late. His fortune had gone for good. The End THE TWELVE DANCING PRINCESSES Once a king had twelve beautiful, lively daughters. Each evening, he locked them in a tower to keep them safe. Yet every morning, their shoes were worn to shreds, as though they'd been dancing through the night. They had to have new shoes every single day. The king couldn't understand it. Any man, he announced, who discovers where the princesses go may marry whichever he likes. But any man who tries and fails will instantly have his head chopped off. A succession of brave, rich, clever men followed each other to the princess's tower. One after the other, each man was beheaded. The king was in despair. And then a poor soldier came along to try his luck. Just before he entered the tower, he met an old woman. Who felt sorry for him. Liking his looks, she warned, don't drink the cocoa they offer you. Pretend to go straight to sleep and take this invisibility cloak so you can follow them. When the eldest princess gave the soldier a mug of cocoa, he cunningly poured it away and never tasted a drop. Then he yawned, lay down, and shut his eyes, leaving them open just a crack. The youngest princess, he thought, was the loveliest. She, in turn, was sad to think this handsome soldier would soon die. The soldier watched the girls put on sparkling jewels and slip into new dancing shoes. Then he saw them open a trap door and disappear down a secret staircase. Hastily, the soldier threw on the invisibility cloak and ran to join them. Beyond the stairs was an avenue of trees, their leaves sprinkled with gold and glittering with diamonds. He snapped off a branch to show the king, and the youngest princess turned back startled. "'There's no one there,' said her older sister. That soldier was fast asleep. On they walked, the soldier following until they reached a lake. Here, twelve boats were waiting, each with a prince at the helm. The sisters jumped aboard and were rowed to a glorious castle, there they danced the night away, till the soles of their shoes were worn right through at dawn. They were rowed back home after breakfast. The soldier went to report to the king, failed, I suppose said the king with a shrug, off with his head, not at all, sire said the soldier. Would you please call the princesses here?" He produced the shimmering branch he'd broken from the trees and told the king what he had seen. Blushing, the princesses confessed everything. True to his word, the king offered one of his daughters in marriage. The soldier chose the youngest, who was pleased to accept. Their wedding was held that very day, and the dancing lasted for a week. The End Rumpelstiltskin Once upon a time, there was a boastful miller who had a beautiful daughter. One day, the king himself rode through their village. He stopped and stared at the miller's daughter, captivated by her beauty. The miller couldn't help himself. He went up to the king and whispered, Not only is she beautiful, she can spin straw into gold. Without another word, the king swung the miller's daughter up in the saddle behind him. Then he rode off with her to his castle, leading her up a twisting turret to a little room stuffed with straw. Get to work at once, he said. By morning, I want all this straw turned to gold. Otherwise, you shall die. The miller's daughter sat down and wept. I don't know how to spin straw into gold, she sobbed. No one does. Oh, really, came a voice at the window. The miller's daughter looked up. There... Riding on a wooden spoon was the strangest little man she'd ever seen. I'll do it for you, he rasped, jumping into the room. But what will you give me in return? My necklace, said the miller's daughter. It's a deal, cackled the strange little man. He sat down at the spinning wheel and began. Whir, 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 went the wheel, and bobbin' by bobbin' the straw was spun into gold. Morning came and the little man had gone, leaving the gold behind him. When the king came in, his eyes lit up in delight. Come with me, he said. This time he led the miller's daughter to a much bigger room. Once again, it was stuffed with straw. Turn the straw to gold by morning, he said, or tomorrow you shall die. With tears in her eyes, the miller's daughter rushed to the window. The strange little man was there again, "'What will you give me if I help you this time?' he asked. "'The ring on my finger,' she replied. The strange little man sat down and began to spin. Whir, 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 went the wheel, turning the straw to gold. By morning he had vanished, leaving the gold behind him. "'This is wonderful,' said the king, "'but I need more.' He showed the miller's daughter to the largest room of all, with straw piled almost to the ceiling, Spend this too, all through the night, said the king. If you succeed, you shall be my wife. That night, the little man appeared for the third time. What will you give me if I spin again? he asked. I have nothing left to give, replied the miller's daughter. Then promise me this, said the little man. When you are queen, you will give me your first born child. The miller's daughter agreed. He's sure to forget, she whispered to herself. When the king came in the next morning, he found there was enough gold to last him all his life. The following day, the miller's daughter became his wife. A year passed, and the queen gave birth to a baby boy whom she loved more than her own life. She had forgotten all about the strange little man until one snowy night he came knocking at her window. "'Give me what you promised,' he said, staring at the baby. "'No, no.' cried the queen, "'Take anything you want, but not my baby.' The little man frowned, but at last he took pity on her. "'I'll give you three days,' he said. "'If you discover my name in that time, you may keep your child.' The queen lay awake through the night, trying to remember every name she had ever heard. When the little man came the next evening, she said, "'Is it James? Is it Peter? Is it John?' But every time the little man shook his head and declared that is not my name the next day the queen journeyed far and wide Asking everyone she met their name The next night she recalled all the peculiar names. She had learned Is your name sheepshanks? Is it short ribs? Is it lace legs she asked? But each time the little man shook his head and said that is not my name on the third day The queen set off again, but could not find any new names. She came home in despair. Something strange happened to me today, said the king at supper. I went hunting, deep in the forest, and there I saw a little house. Outside, around a fire, a funny little man was leaping around and singing the oddest song. It went, today I bake, tomorrow I brew, the next I'll do the same. How glad I am not, no one knew. That Rumpelstiltskin is my name. The queen smiled as she heard the story, but said nothing. When the little man came that night, she said at first, Is your name Pegleg? Is it, she paused, Zebedee? No, no, laughed the little man, jumping about the room in excitement. Perhaps, said the queen, after an even longer pause. Your name is Rumpelstiltskin. How did you know that? he cried, shaking his fist at her. His eyes filled with tears of rage. Then he leaped on his spoon, burst through the wall, and was never seen again. The End The Fisherman and His Wife Once upon a time, a fisherman and his wife lived in a tumble-down shack by the sea. Every day, the fisherman went out in his boat, casting his line out to sea. Until, one incredible day, he caught a fish that could talk. Don't eat me, begged the fish, for I am an enchanted prince. The fisherman gasped and unhooked the fish as gently as he could. Not knowing what to do next, he put the fish in a jar and carried it back to his wife. No catch today then, grumbled his wife. Just this, said the fisherman, putting the jar on the table. It's a talking fish. Well, I never, said his wife. Her eyes narrowed. A magic fish, eh? Can you grant me a wish? Anything you like, replied the fish. The fisherman's wife rubbed her hands with glee. I'll have a fine house then, she said, beautiful clothing and plenty of gold. Done, said the fish. And it was. The fisherman and his wife danced for joy. I want more, declared the fisherman's wife. Isn't this enough, asked the fisherman. No, said his wife. She looked at the fish. "'Make me richer,' she cried. "'Done,' said the fish. And it was. Their house turned into a palace. Their boat turned into a yacht. Their clothes were suddenly threaded with gold and dripping with jewels. "'Ha!' cried the fisherman's wife. "'This is more than I ever dreamed of,' said the fisherman. "'Not I,' said his wife. "'Come on, little fishy. "'I want to be royal. "'Make us king and queen.' The fish shook his head and sighed. Too greedy, he said. The gold and jewels disappeared. The fine clothes turned back to rags. The palace turned back into a shack. And the fisherman and his wife are still sitting there in disbelief today. The End